Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is brought to you by the Lagunitas Brewing Company's Chicago Tap Room and Beer Sanctuary. Yay, new sponsor! Welcome! We had this one last week. Oh. Come for fresh beer, live music, and killer food Wednesdays through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Or bring your group and hop on a brewery tour seven days a week. Swing by the Lagunitas Tap Room in Pilsen or find some near you at lagunitas.com. This is the tagline member. Oh, yeah. Life is uncertain. Don't sip. Don't sip. Or beer. drink beer. Beer. The, the king of beers. <laughs> beer the king of beers. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping. Friendshiping. And the theme this week is... People who are annoying to us. No, it's not. But it is. But uh, the theme this week is disengaging with friends, sunsetting friendships. Sunsetting friendships, but maybe don't. Maybe don't do that, you weirdo. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. I am not going to talk about Survivor. Why? Because I think I've reached my limit of how much I can talk about Survivor on the show. Okay. I'll save it for the forums. Um, (laughs) But I do feel the need to update you on something that I did recently that maybe I need to turn down Survivor. Okay. So the other night, the other night, I woke myself up in the middle of the night talking about Survivor. Are you fucking kidding me? And not just talking. I would say I was yelling. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like, okay, so were you dreaming that you were yelling at the actual, like, Survivor Caster. Well, I woke up because my partner was leaning over me going, what? What? <laughs> what? And I, like, came to in the middle of a sentence. In the middle of the sentence I was saying was, we got to dive for the buoys, which is, like, a challenge in Survivor. You, like, dive off a platform and get something off the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And uh, he was like, what? And I was like, we got to get the buoys. So it was more like you were on Survivor. I think so. Okay. I don't remember this dream. I just remember waking up in mid-sentence. And then my partner like fell back asleep. And in the morning I was like, did you, do you remember what I was saying last night? And he goes, no. And I go, oh, thank God. Oh, that would have been embarrassing. But now he's listening to this, so he's going to learn about it. Anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to turn down my Jeff Prost fan cast just for a little bit. Wow. Have you ever woken yourself up dreaming about Jeopardy? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is. New territory. This is new territory because, like, I know you to be a fan of both of these shows, but if somebody asked me, like, which television show hosted by a middle-aged white man does Jen <laughs> love the most, I would have said Jeopardy. But <laughs> I know. We're all learning a lot about me. Speaking of Survivor. Yes. I, too, have been going through physical drama. So, I, as, as I may have mentioned, I joined a kettlebell class with two of my friends. That's awesome. Uh, however, Jen— I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm very susceptible to peer pressure. <laughs> like, I would say perhaps extremely susceptible to peer pressure. And so this gym, it's called, like, Primal Gym, you know? And primal. Like, yes. Primal. Everyone's screaming. Everyone's grunting. Grunting, grunting like gorillas. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's just a, a whole big warehouse full of grunting, sweaty whites. Do people uh, howl like howler monkeys? No. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But I could start that. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Let me talk about my thighs. So, <laughs> oh, this is the best. At kettlebell class, so as you know, trainers, people who like work out and like do this, their job is to make you work as hard as possible. So they're like, do it. Yeah, yeah you can push harder. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the problem I fucking love that shit. 
Like, I, I react to that so well. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll squat harder. Yeah, I'll, I'll like, because we're, we're, like, doing crazy shit. Like, we're pushing metal sleds and we're, like, whatever. Oh, oh, yeah. it's kind of crossfitty. It's It's a little bit crossfitty. Do you pick up tires? No. It's not, so it's not crossfitty, like, okay, you could not get a good Instagram at this place, which is what I appreciate about it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But it's like, um, but it's like all weird shit. Like we're, we're literally picking up these balls, 15 pound balls filled with, filled with sand and throwing them on the oh, ground. Oh, I love that stuff. It's great. It is. However, again, very susceptible to peer pressure. I can't fucking walk now. So oh, no. <laughs> I went to a Monday night class and I'm skipping, and today's Wednesday, and I'm skipping the Wednesday class because like I, so you know that kitten mittens video from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yep. Oh, yeah, you're doing the... That's how I feel when I'm walking. Oh. Like my legs are broken. So once again, not only am I very susceptible to peer pressure, but I'm also a uh, little Hermione Granger. I want my extra credit. And so I was going in and I was like, I'm going to do extra reps. I've got time. It was the worst choice I've made in a very long and time. And your body is punishing you. I put a slathered on icy hot on my legs as though I were trying to coat myself so much that I was like wearing tights made out of icy hot. <laughs> I put on, and then I put a, a, a heating pad on my oh, legs. Oh, good, good move. My legs felt like the sky. Oh, they what, was. What does that mean? Just I don't know, like exactly what it sounds like. They felt like they were made of air, but also a little bit cold. Like my legs felt like they were made of clouds for five minutes, and then the pain started again. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so take a bath, maybe. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say, Jen. Is you're very tough. Uh, I was actually going to say never join a gym or listen to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Good but, advice for 2019. But like, don't hang out with your friends and don't work out. Don't exercise. Yeah, <laughs> just don't to... worry about it. And so, so every now and again, I'm like just rubbing my legs, and I just want you to know it's not because I'm like you know erotically turned on by these questions. Well, it's because my well, I, there I do love how much I hate both of these questions. Yeah, yeah. Jen, how much do you hate these questions? Um, I'm trying to be nice. So, like, here's the thing. I I feel like I've been in both of these situations and acted poorly. Oh, yeah. You know? So it's like I like both of these askers. We have no personal beef with them. But what we want is for you to not make the mistakes you're about to make. So question one. Question one. Oh, boy. Hi, Jen and Trin. Hey. What is the most appropriate way to sunset a friendly relationship? Or if that's even a proper thing to do? A couple that I know recently divorced. I know him better than her, though all three of us work in the same industry and see each other a few times a year at industry events. He and I are closer friends than she and I are, and so I have heard about the breakup from his perspective more than hers. As he tells it, she broke up with him because she was feeling stifled, then rapidly started dating a guy from work that she'd met while she'd still been in the relationship. Oh my God! Sinner! Put a, <laughs> put a scarlet letter on Burn her. Burn her at the stake. She also started taking him to places that she and her ex had frequented, apparently unaware of how cruel her ex found this. She seemed excited to be free of her marriage, whereas her ex went from being devastated at the breakup to angry at how unfazed she seemed by the breakup, reading into it that she clearly had checked out of caring about their relationships much earlier than the actual breakup and didn't care about sparing his feelings. I haven't heard any of her side of the story because I'm not as close with her, but I don't have any reason to doubt what he's told me. Here's where the question comes in. I will still see her at industry events, and she has made social overtures to me and my colleagues that indicate she still wants to stay friends. I find what I've learned about the breakup has started coloring my view of her as a person, though she has always been nothing but friendly to me personally. But it's also true that she and I don't have that much in common besides various work things and just being casual acquaintances. This is a shitty way to put it, perhaps, but I don't have much to gain from keeping her as a friend. 
I can make pleasant small talk all day long, but I think I would now feel uncomfortable having serious personal conversations with her. So what kind of friendship could we even have here? Should I break up with her? Is that a shitty thing to do? She occasionally writes to say, I'll be attending this event, or I'll be in your area. It'd be good to have coffee. Or she'll email me with a work-related question. It's all perfectly civil, but I just get a knot in my stomach at the prospect of smiling and being friendly with someone who caused my friend so much pain. In a way, I worry that I would send the message that I don't care about his feelings either, which is the thing I was most upset for. I don't want to ghost her because I think that would come off as rude. And I know there's probably some kind of unstated understanding when a couple breaks up that they shouldn't both expect to keep all the shared friends. My friend has told me, I understand that you can still have an independent friendship with her if you like, which is a thing people say after a breakup in a co-mingled friend group. But I can't very well say to her outright, sorry, I'm sticking with him. Or can I? Okay, so let's talk about everything that's going wrong here. So (laughs) I see a lot of things. There's just a lot going on. Let's start with the assumptions that we are going to have to make in order to answer this question. Oh, yeah. So first, we assumed the situation was not abusive. It was just a breakup. Because what you're describing to us sounds like a breakup that sucked, but not something where, like, evil has been committed. You know? Like, it sounds like, okay, so she brought her new boyfriend to, like, the places where she used to go. She may just like those places. They may just be close to where she lives. Let's keep these things in mind. Like, it doesn't seem like there was any horrible social sins made Yeah, yeah. If the situation was abusive, yes, we encourage you to draw lines and boundaries to protect the person who was harmed. And you should take cues from the person who was harmed about what they need. But nothing in this question indicates that that was the scenario. Yeah, in fact, the ex even said outright, I don't mind if you want to have an independent friendship with her, which actually, let me be very clear, is not something that people always say. Yep. That is something that people may say to say, oh, I'm not in that much pain or whatever. But it would seem like this man has gone into so much detail with you about the breakup, which is strange because you only see each other a few times a year. It doesn't sound like you guys are super tight friends. Like All you said was you're closer. Than you are with her. But you didn't say, they're my very close friend. We hang out all the time. And I've really gotten insight into this person's pain. Right. I think it sounds like you really like this guy, which is great. But it doesn't seem like you are close. So these are the, the assumptions that we're working with. Okay. So let's talk about breakups. People break up all the time. All the time. Marriages end. Divorce is common. Older you get, the more divorces of friends you will have. You could take them off like like you're in a like a jail cell, like add a little like, oh yeah, that friend's now divorced. Like we want every marriage that both partners enter in thinking it's gonna be forever. We would love for all of those to, to last forever, but they don't always. And you are going to go through this situation more than just this time. A lot of people have like a string of weddings, a string of divorces, a string of weddings in their friend group, and then another string of divorces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it seems like this is legitimately none of your business. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think it. you think it might be your business because you've seen your friend in pain and that sucks and it made you angry. And now you like aren't sure what to do with this anger you feel. But what I don't think you need to do is formally break up with his ex. Like how would that conversation even go? You could really be stirring the pot and upsetting all parties. If yeah. you get in there and you and you start to needle into something that's not really your business. Right. I think we can even say outright that the final situation, the actual solution to this problem that you have is to ghost her. And we give you 100 percent permission to do that. Yeah. You said it would be rude to ghost. I think no. it would be rude to insert yourself into this. I agree. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, ghosting has a bad connotation. But here's the truth. 
more often than not, it is kinder to give a soft no, indicate over and over again that you don't really want to be friends, and then they get the message and you move on. Especially for people that you only see every now and again, it doesn't sound like you're particularly tight with this person. And we only advocate for a real, like, conversation when there's something, like, deeper happening. Yeah, when there's something at play here that draws you in. But right now, you would be the one inserting yourself into this. And I know it feels like you have a very clear picture of what happened with their breakup. But you know, actually, you know 50% or significantly less of, of what happened. Jen, I completely agree. This person absolutely knows less than half of the story. You know way less than you think. Yeah. And that's because your friend can't possibly share every thought, feeling, emotion, conversation they've had with their ex. And because, as you admitted several times in this question, you're way closer to him. You feel like you, you understand what happened, but you don't have the puzzle pieces. You sincerely do not have a clear picture of their breakup. Yeah. And even if you did, again, they end all of the time. And it's not weird that she's dating somebody that she met while they were together simply because that's who you date. You date the people that you, you know. know. Right. Coworkers, industry people. I am a little offended that you are so mad to see this woman moving on with her life. I agree. I mean, because here's the thing. If what you're saying is accurate and she checked out of the relationship, you know, months ago, I think that there's a little bit on the other partner there. In fact, I'd say maybe a lot. Yeah. I know you love your friend. You're faithful to your friend. You're loyal. You're on their side. Fine. That doesn't mean you need to look at this woman who you barely know and vilify her. Yeah. Again, I know that a lot of this may be difficult for you to hear because I think what you're doing is you are personalizing this situation. You may have had a shitty breakup in your lifetime. Maybe you've been cheated on because you seem to indicate a couple of times here that you think that because she knew this guy when she was married that she cheated on her husband. Here's the thing. It doesn't fucking matter if she cheated on her husband. It's nothing, they broke to, do, up. It's nothing to do with you. Right. People cheat on each other. That is what happens. And either your relationship changes and you fix it or your relationship ends and you move on. And she did the right thing. If she cheated on the guy, then she broke up with him and she moved on. Like, she's not being bad. <laughs> yeah. So what I think is happening here, like I said, is you're personalizing it. You are taking feelings from your old relationships, maybe. Again, I'm only going with the information that you've given me. And you are placing that pain into a situation that you are not involved in. Like, it seems like the friend, the guy friend, has taken you on as a safe space to talk about this relationship because you are so far removed from things. Like, you have no other backup on this. It feels like you are taking personal emotions and and making this way more about you and your feelings than it is. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a really accurate read, Trin. Oh, that hurts, too. Everyone does this. Oh, 100%. Everyone does this. I mean, everyone does this. You are not, you're never removed from your own experience. You don't want to be friends with this woman? Fine. Yeah. That's fine. Don't do it then. But we are not going to give you permission to formally break up with a professional acquaintance. Yeah. Without very good reason. If I were this woman, I think I would be shocked. If this person came to me and was like, we can't be friends anymore because I'm siding with him. I'd be like, whoa, okay, um, I'm probably going to see you at the industry event next month. Uh, Now it's awkward. Uh, Now I don't know how to act. Uh, That was unprofessional. Like it's it brings up a whole new slew of problems. I agree. I I think that things will be simpler and easier for you if you ghost her, if you say like, oh, okay, maybe I'll see you there. Or you give her a wave from across the room and then, oh, look, the other side of the room. That's where I'm going now. That looks real interesting. That's fine. And that's not an emotional minefield like 
I'm sticking with your husband. Yeah, like, you wrote yourself, I can make pleasant small talk all day long, but I don't think I would now feel comfortable having serious personal conversations with her. Then don't. Don't do it. Don't do it then. You don't have to. Make small talk or make one nod across the room and evacuate. Yeah. I, it seems like you are a very empathetic person and you're a deeply emotionally feeling person, which is a wonderful thing. But what that can sometimes cause are these vicarious feelings. Like, here's a good example. When Jenny Slate and Chris Evans broke up, I could not look at Captain America for a month. You know? I know. And now I'm like, you know what? I just want the best for them. I just hope they're happy. They were. They good might co- secretly be back together. I, think they're secretly I know. Because, like, he honestly. once posted a hilarious video of his dog who's named Dodger and who's very cute. And, like, his dog was, like, howling along with one of his toys. And you could hear laughter in the background. That sounded a lot like Jenny Slate. Honestly, I hope they're secretly wed. Oh! Listen, okay, before we get really excited about the Evan Slate experience, what I'm trying to say is, so I had I had it in my head like Chris Evans is such a nice dude and Jenny Slate is so funny and cool and they're so cute together. But I don't know either of them. <laughs> you I know? know, I don't know anything about their breakup. This is not a, like emotionally relevant for me whatsoever. Yep. And so I just like, you know, I watched Winter Soldier and I was like, fucking move on. And, and I, I'm sorry to the asker because it sounds like we're really poking fun at you. But I, I want to say once again, Jen and I have both had these feelings before. We are trying to have you make fewer mistakes than we have made. That's like the thesis of our whole podcast. Of the whole fucking show. A hundred percent. But yeah, it's over. Done. Move on, everyone. Think of this like a business transaction. They signed a contract to be wed to one another. And now they spoke with their lawyers and they're breaking the contract. And it's done. And what does that have to do with you? Pretty much nothing. Jack shit. Mm-mm. So, Jen, let's try and wrap this up. So, so first, try not to vilify this woman because you absolutely have less than half of the story. Two, she's an industry friend. Keeper is an industry friend. Like, don't make things harder on you than you need to. And three, like, man. <laughs> Should we get real? Let's get real. Okay, here's. We're going we're gonna to be hard on you. We're, we're going to be ha- more hard on you. We're going to be more hard on you, but I want. And before we do this, I want to say, like, this may very well not apply to you at all, but we need to say this out loud because you are a man and you are vilifying a woman that you don't know very well. So, so again, like, don't get mad. Just listen to it. And if it doesn't apply to you, say to yourself, oh, well, I'm not that kind of guy and I'm super glad I'm not. Jen? Here it is. Okay. I really hope that you disengage with people who actually cause harm. Like abusers, toxic men in your friend group, racists, racist people who are xenophobic, because those people absolutely exist in your friend group, especially if you have a wide social circle. So hold yourself to a higher standard than just shitting on women who break up with your friends. Yeah. Because if you you immediately jumped to, should I break up with this friend? You should think that for people who are doing way worse shit than she's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Look through your friend group and think to myself, have I heard stories about this guy saying racist shit secondhand a couple of times? And do I care less about that than a woman who handled her breakup well and is now emotionally stable after a divorce? You really shouldn't treat those people the same way. Absolutely. One is way worse and one is pretty normal standard adult stuff that you right. may not agree with, but who cares? And I want to say one more time, this may not apply to you whatsoever, but it is so important for us to say it out loud in case it does. 
Yeah, and you're not the only man that listens to our show. And you're not the only person in the world with shitty friends. Yeah, you know, what we always say, and it breaks my heart to say it, but everyone is friends with bullies. Yeah. Bullies always have friends. Monsters have friends. Assholes have asshole friends. Yeah. Yeah. And so while you are on the topic of weeding through your friends and getting rid of of bad apples or whatever, get rid of the actual bad apples and not this person who's just living her life. Again, you're not a bad person. These are just uh, I think you have some bad inclinations because you are so empathetic. And I think you're going to handle this situation well. Yeah. One last thought. I think we get a lot of signals from like media that you have to break up with your friends after a breakup. It's not true. It certainly can be true. Especially in serious, harmful relationships breakup. But that is not the case. I I have friends who are broken up, and I'm sincerely friends with both of them. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah, I have a a deep best friendship with one of my exes. Yeah. Hey, Trina, who's your best friend? My ex-husband. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, do not take this blanket, like, assumption and apply it to all the people in your life that are going through divorces or breakups. It's simply not going to always apply. Yeah, yeah. You're going to do great, probably. Let us know. Yeah. Question two? Question two. Hi, Jen and Trin. What's up? Hi. I had a baby this year. Big yay! And I need some scripts to give old friends permission to break up with me. I have a handful of folks in my life who have been good friends for years, but for various reasons aren't really up to being friends with the new person that I am becoming. The thing is, they keep reaching out and wanting to make plans, but when I make it happen, it's so awkward and boring. They seem to expect me to pretend like nothing's changed. And when I stay my authentic self, more tired, more patient, more warm, they just don't seem to like me anymore. Or maybe they just don't know me anymore and aren't up to making the transition. I'm slowly making new mom friends, and my husband's best friend is a lovely human who has been making this transition with us amazing. So I have enough great support. But for these old friends, when I take a step back, They keep reaching out to make plans on their own terms, expecting the old me. They say they don't want to lose me, but the me that they remember is already gone. (laughs) Good dramatic reading. I've been trying to find the words to say that the old me isn't coming back and that we can part ways here with no hard feelings and maybe reconnect down the line. But that's a weird thing to say. You guys are pretty great at saying the weird things and making them sound warm and human, so any tips would be really appreciated. Thanks so much. New mom, she, her. Okay. So here's the earth. Uh, it is frowned. <laughs> okay. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. We are not parents. Uh, we are friends with new parents. I do have a Roomba now. You, I have two cats and 86 plants. But we're going to talk from the position of being friends with people who are new parents. So once again... We can't, I, th- I was going to say we can't fully understand the situation, but that is the garbage opinion that you have. Here we go. So first, let's start off with your garbage opinions. <laughs> Grads on your new baby. Oh, Caring for a life form. Uh. That's huge. But we are going to poke holes in pretty much every single thing you said from here on out. Yeah. I mean, can your friends not be patient, tired, and warm if they don't have children? Uh, man, I'm already getting into like the weeds of it when really I think we should probably start with who is the new person? Yeah, that's a good point. Who's this new person? Where has the old person gone? Okay, so first of all, let's talk about this new person. I feel like it seems like you burnt down the forest and you're moving on when really you're going to change fundamentally over and over again in your life. 
And if you shed all of your friends right now, all of your old friends who knew the quote-unquote old you, you may find yourself with your kid in kindergarten full-time and you have more time with your life and you want to go out to raves again and do Molly or whatever the shit you ever did with your old friends. You may find that you miss that. And one of the things you said indicates that that may be true, which is, I want to tell them that I need to peace out for a while and then reconnect later. So if you even have that potential thought in your head, then it is not time to rid yourself of all old acquaintances. Yes. I want to know why you want to break up with all your friends. Specifically why. I need you to list reasons to yourself. And it can't be because I'm a new person. Well, who's this new person that can't have old friends? Is it because your non-parent friends don't understand your current lifestyle? Okay, yeah, your friends aren't going to understand every phase of your life. I cannot in good conscience advise you to control all delete your entire social group unless your entire social group is toxic. That's not the case here. I can't tell you drop all your current friends and do something new. I can't. That's I, I, if, if I started to do that, I hope someone one would reach out and be like, what's going on? Right, right, right. So, something's wrong here. It would be really bad advice for us to tell you hey, your friends aren't parents. They don't share your same day-to-day, so move on. Drop them. Because (laughs) What? You could say that about a full-time commercial airline pilot. You could say that about a person who, like, holds down three waitress jobs to make a living. You could say that about a calligrapher by trade who also runs a Girl Girl Scout troop. You will be different from people, and that should be okay. And in fact, I think that you may retain more perspective if you keep people around who were in your quote-unquote past life. If I were deciding to live abroad, perhaps I'm moving to the south of France tomorrow. Do you think I would go to train and be like, it's nice knowing you? No. We had a good thing going, but... I wouldn't let you. I'm going to be different. I'm going to go to the France. But I am going to drink more wine and eat more cheese than I am here. Even more. And I already have a lot of those things, so I don't think I can do this anymore. Well... I know we're trivializing, like, having a baby. It's a big fucking deal. It it is is a a big fucking deal. But you... You're still you. Yeah. You were still you before you met your partner. You were still you before you went to high school or college. You will have several phases in your life. So here's here's one thing that is gently hinted at in your question that, just like we said in the last question, I'm not sure that this applies, but it's important for us to say it out loud. Do you think that you are too boring and too tired to be friends with them? Do you think that you are doing them a favor by ridding yourself from them? Oh. Because it sounds like, because let me, let me pull up. They don't seem to like me anymore. They don't know me anymore and aren't up to making the transition. You said those words. Those are solvable problems. You are not boring. You have different things happening. There is a big difference, I think, between saying to your friend, hey, I need you to be more empathetic to the fact that I'm tired now. You know, I'm probably not going to go out for a couple of weeks. My kid has what, what diseases? Colic. Kid, colic, croup, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can say those things. And I think that not meshing on those things is different than being rejected from those things. And I think you may be interpreting not meshing super well right now with being rejected. You are not boring because you're tired. You are not um, an old mom with a minivan or something like that. Like, that's a, that's a stupid, made-up stereotype for moms. I'm afraid that you're falling into, I have kids, so I am now a mom, and that is my title, rather than I have a kid, and now mom is one of the many things that I am. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a mother. I'm a <laughs> whatever. You know? I'm like, Meredith Brooks. I'm Meredith Brooks. So I think that, that this may be a two-pronged problem of you are assuming that there is more change and more permanent change happening now than there really is. 
and that you are not giving yourself fair enough credit for being a fun and interesting person because you're tired. I look back to my first friend that had a baby and baby was maybe six weeks old when I met it, when I met baby Mm -hmm. and friends were all visiting and we were talking, we were just shooting the shit. And one of my friends was like turned to the new mother and it's like, oh my gosh, have you seen this movie and this movie? And she just kind of looked at her like, no, I haven't left. Look at me. I haven't, yeah, right. I'm, I'm a mess right now. Like these, I haven't showered in seven days. I, I can barely hold a conversation. I'm so tired. And I remember thinking like, oh, we don't get it. Oh yeah. And that is perfectly okay. It is okay. It is okay to acknowledge the differences. And I forget where I was going with that. I'll well, just drop off there. Well, you know what I could do? I'll pick up where you dropped off. Do it. So um, as I mentioned, uh, my friend Carlin, I think, earlier. Did I mention Carlin? I don't think you— She's just always on my mind. Aww. Uh, so my friend Carlin has a kid who's the best kid in the entire world. Um, and, you know, the first couple of years, like, yeah, she had to stay home with a freaking baby, you know? And, like, now— her kid is like a person. A little companion. It's so great, honestly. Like, all I want to do is watch Into the Spider-Verse with them. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. So so what, what we did for a while is sometimes it was, I would say, like, hey, do you want to hang out? Bring your kid. Or, hey, there's going to be a lot of wine at this party. Like, maybe not kid tonight. And I would accept both answers. What your friends should be doing, and maybe they're not, and maybe you need to guide them to do to tell them to do this, what they should be doing is saying, hey, uh, oh, have you seen this movie? And you say, no, I haven't seen this movie. What your friends should say are, what's something on Netflix you've been meaning to watch for a while? Because I will watch that with you. And if you just need to like nurse your kid for two hours, then great. I'll sit with you. That's great. Yeah. I think you should start telling your friends what you need. And if you need to say, hey, I need time off for like six weeks, time off meaning I'm not going to be able to leave. I, I got to focus. Yeah. It's it's baby time. Yes. Say that. Yes. It, that's not a breakup. That's a, that's a, I'll see you later. Yes. And that's okay. And even if it's a, you could, I give you full permission to make the joke. Hey, I'll see you guys when this kid's in kindergarten. Yeah. You know, like uh, you are inevitably going to hang out with your friends less. I think that that's a fair thing for us to say, even though we are not new parents. I yeah. think we could we yeah, can yeah. reasonably say you will see them less. But I don't think that's forever. And I don't want you to end up in a situation where you've got this 10-year-old who's at soccer practice all the time and you're bored as shit wishing that you had somebody to drink with. Yeah. I mean, your baby, your baby is going to be a little person soon. And I think you're probably going to want to—this is just an assumption based on having nieces, but I think you're going to want to introduce that little person to your friends. Yeah. That little person's going to rule. Yeah. You have a lot to look forward to. And yeah. I, don't want you to, I don't want you to knock down your friends right now. You might really need them. Yeah. And also, uh, let's keep this in mind. One of them might get accidentally pregnant. <laughs> They're going to need you. Yeah. So all in all, what we are saying is don't do a big, like, don't don't con Mari your friend group right now. <laughs> Does this spark joy? Get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think that now is a good time to con Mari your friend group. I think that it's okay to make more room for your friends who have kids. That makes sense. That is totally okay. It's okay to see your friends without kids a little bit less. That is also fine. It's also fine to take a break and say, like, guys, I cannot tell you how tired I am. I'm going to catch up uh, on sleep over the winter and I'll see you in the spring. That is also fine. But to say, like, goodbye, you will never understand my life is, I think, a gross misunderstanding of how people can be empathetic and how you 
will continue to change over your lifetime. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of a conversation I had with a colleague recently who she's a mother of two, recently had another baby. She owns her own business and she's extremely kick-ass. She's, she's real. I really admire her. She rules. We don't want to say her name just to, we don't want to out her or whatever, yeah, but, but like we both love her. She's fantastic. Yeah. We were talking recently about the first time she ever went on maternity leave when she had her first kid. And she was telling me how much of a mindfuck it was. I think that was her exact words. And she said, because your feelings about going back to work, in her case anyway, changed every day. One day she's like, I can't wait to sit around adults again. And then she said it was time to leave maternity leave. The, the date was looming. And she thought, I can never work again. I can't leave. I can never leave my house. I have to like her anxiety and her feelings just changed monthly, daily. She she made it very clear to me, like, you don't know what you want until you, you're in the moment. Right. So what if what if tomorrow you really need your friends? Also, what about babysitters? Yeah. You kind of need a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, I was just thinking to myself, like, if you have babies, how exciting it would be if you just brought your baby every time you recorded. Oh, my God. That'd be annoying. We would have 100% leave all of, like, the gurgling and screaming in at uh, Ian. This is just of warning you. Ian, editor Ian, listen. When I have kids 10 years from now. 10 years from now, when Jen is finally 27 years old. She was get, she's going to bring her kids th- to the office and we're going to have to just record with them. That's very cute. I have one more thought. Oh, do you? Because I was going to... And it's a challenging thought. Oh, shit. The, I'm going to be, just as we were, we got real with our first asker, I'm going to get a little bit real. Oh, man. Real it, is. real it. What about friends that don't want children? Yeah. Or friends that cannot have children? Are they unworthy of your love? You know that's not true. You know that's and, not true. And you know true. that's not what you meant. Yes. But it, it kind of sounds, yeah. you don't want to even be in that arena. It sounds like what you are saying is that no one who does not have children cannot be tired, patient, and warm, or as tired, patient, and warm as you. And you are way smarter than thinking that. Gosh. It's like I feel like, okay, so real talk, Jen and Trin, real quick. Okay. So we get questions from new moms a fair amount, Mm -hmm. I would say. Like, I mean, not as much as like the um, can dudes and ladies be friends crew, (laughs) but we get get, all those people we hear from. (laughs) But we get like, you know, new moms. And and a lot of uh, it is, I I think it's like two camps. One is I can't relate to my friends anymore. And the other is my friends can't relate to me, but I want to see them kind of thing. And I always have felt like those two camps must swap over and over and over and over again. Right. And I feel like we've definitely gotten questions from somebody who has like written us in like, my friends don't understand me anymore because I'm my new mom, who is also like, should I break up with him or how do I get them back in? And then it reads to me like the same situation if you had any other major life change. I know. Me too. And it's easy for us to say that because we don't have parents. Because we do have parents. <laughs> <laughs> We're both orphaned. Um I uh, I agree, Trin. I feel like we hear, I feel like we get the opposite of this question a lot too, which is, where'd my friends go? Right. And this is all to say that I think that the new mom situation is complicated in a way that like maybe I can't understand, but I also think that it's simple in a way that you don't understand, which is if you went back to school for your PhD and you were trying to write your freaking dissertation, maybe you, you would be too more patient and more tired, you know, like... I, I don't know. I'm not saying that being a parent isn't a big deal. It's a huge deal. I'm just saying that a lot of things are a really big deal. Yeah. And you're going to change. And you can't not have friends until the kid is 18. Yeah, that that would be the worst. Yeah. That would be a sad life. Unless you're planning on having like eight kids. 
They'll be your friends. They'll be your friends. No, I think you still need friends. I think you definitely yeah, need even more friends. You still need friends. You yeah. still need friends that aren't your children. Yeah. Okay. Well, so in conclusion, keep keep a smorgasbord of friends available. Okay? Like, keep people who knew you when you were 23 and puking at the Jimmy Eat World concert. And also keep friends around who, when you were 33 and puking at the Jimmy Eat <laughs> World concert. This is not from personal experience whatsoever. <laughs> this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do friendship. If you'd like to buy our postcards, you can at the Friendshipping store. We now have a coffee, Kofi account. Thank Co- you. Kofi. 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 We have one. And we wanted to say thank you for everybody who sent us some money. Like you've kept this podcast running. Um, and can I say that we don't really need any more money right now? Don't say it. You could say it. We don't really need any more money right now. You guys did great. We, you, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, what else? Oh, thank you to Ian Parman for editing. <laughs> thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox for keeping the studio working. And uh, thank you to listen. What? Who? Wait, what was <laughs> thank, I saying? Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. And thank you to you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. And their team name is Monkey Balls. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know why. And they, they do, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Like, anyway. <laughs>